Santos's kick is lined up. That kick is good. He got it. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to another Arrowheads Abroad podcast show with myself, Brad Simcox, the Arrowheads Abroad Supremo, Tom Childs, and backing us up again at safety is Dave Barnett. So the Broncos will be arriving at Arrowhead for more punishment this Sunday, but this time they're feeling a bit more confident after their 45-10 win over the Cardinals. But as it always seems to be the case with Mahomes and, and, and Co., anything you can do, we can do better. Uh, we'll also be... Uh, talking about the sh- we'll be talking about the uh, the Broncos game plus we'll have the return of Brad versus Dave how's it going fellas it's going alright it's, going it's all nearly right. the weekend so it's nearly like time for another Chiefs game yeah. I feel like every week is now just building up to Sunday That this team is that good now that I just sit there and as soon as Monday morning comes around I'm like is it Sunday yet I'm upset it's, yeah I'm upset when the game finishes I'm like oh God. It's, it's one of those things it's kind of like can we just get to the playoffs already? It's, yes. it's like we are Absolutely. that good. It's like this is what must like this is what Patriots fans must feel like all the time, mm-hmm. where it's just like, Ugh, can we just get the regular season over with? Because that's how I feel right now. Like the regular season just feels like a formality. Yeah, and I said the exact same to someone at work today. I said I just want it to be January. I want to know where we're going to be in January. Yeah, like, and it's like don't get me wrong, the Rams game that's going to be awesome. I can't yeah. wait for that. That. But other than that game this year, I'm just like, right, we played the toughest parts of our schedule. <laughs> like, Based on our record, coming out of the toughest part of our schedule, it would take on like a, an absolute, you know, earth-shattering miracle for us to not make the playoffs at this point. So it's just like, can it happen already? Because... I am so excited to watch this team play in the playoffs. <laughs> like, so unbelievably excited. You Especially made, if it's that team that showed up against Cincinnati. You've just made me realise something that I didn't really want to realise. That the Chiefs are turning into some kind of Patriots team where everybody just sings about the quarterback all the time. Oh, Tom Brady this, Tom Brady that. But now we're going to be like, oh, Patrick Mahomes this, Patrick Mahomes that. We are be turning into that franchise. Right. Basically, on, we've been on the cusp of it for a few years now, but like we we need to realize now that we are a juggernaut. Mm. We are an actual NFL juggernaut now that teams will not want to play like how we felt before the, the Peyton Manning, Manning Broncos. Yeah. We always used to be quite scared up until 2015 of playing them, scared of playing the 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 Steelers, the the Patriots, for example. Well, we are now one of those teams that teams are scared to play against. And the thing is. I don't even think, like, based on how we've watched Mahomes play this year, like, I can't see this team having a Broncos like collapse in a big game like the Broncos did in that Super Bowl against the Seahawks, where the Seahawks just dominated them from first to last whistle. Because this team just feels different. Like, it just, it's like with a guy like Mahomes, he just doesn't seem to get phased by anything. Well, a few weeks ago, we were just sitting here saying that the Jags' defense is one of the best defenses we've ever seen, and you could compare that almost to the the Seahawks' defense of that Super Bowl. And look what we did against them. So yeah. you you are right. If we did come up against 
a defense in the Super Bowl or in the playoffs that could be renowned as a good one, this team isn't going to fall apart. Like this team will live and die by its offense, and at the moment, the offense is showing no re- no signs whatsoever of slowing down. At yeah, yeah. I mean, we say this every every week as well that <laughs> this offense is so exciting. We don't know which player is going to turn up. Mm. I mean, you know, Kareem Hunt turned up in the last game, but. Who do we think is actually going to turn up in this game and 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 steal a show again? Kelsey in it. Kelsey loves it's playing Kelsey, the Broncos. Every, every game against the Broncos, you can guarantee that Kelsey will show up, and I think it'll be uh, no different this time round. But just yeah. back to the point that that Tom was making is like this team feels so balanced because yeah. you know you've looked at some of those high-powered offenses of previous years and you've kind of gone mm, well they're kind of lacking at that position or you know yeah they've got a ton of good wide receivers but you know, they haven't really got much of a running game you look at this Chiefs team and it's like well you've got Kareem Hunt in the backfield you've got Travis Kelsey at tight end and then you've got guys like Tyree Kill, Sammy Watkins, Chris Conley Demarcus Robinson at wide receiver and it's just like who are you going to shut down because whoever you shut down Someone else is going to have a big game. You know, it's like the Patriots. They they focus so heavily on Travis Kelsey. What did that mean? Oh, yeah. Tyreek Hill goes and has 170 yards and three touchdowns. So it's, it's you just you can't focus on any one guy because someone else will burn you. Yeah, yeah. We were always, what the we're, Bengals tried doing was focusing on Mahomes a little bit yeah, by trying yeah. to keep him in the pocket. And apparently that's outside of his comfort zone being in the pocket but he didn't show any signs of that on on Sunday night but it didn't matter because Kareem Hunt still managed to have a big game I'm with Dave I'm I'm going to agree with him if I had to put my money on anyone it would be Kelsey although it would be nice to see Watkins have like Watkins has played well really well he hasn't put the stats up and I know we shouldn't care about stats when the offense as a whole is playing really well but it would be nice for Watkins to go out and have that game to capture the attention of everyone and go actually this is why we're paying him 16 million dollars yeah it'd be nice for him to have a game where he can show up some of the doubters and just be like you know I am that good because I've seen bits of him this year where I've gone you know what he's a really really good player Mm -hmm. and like he has made me feel more and more comfortable about the the signing in the off season, based on what I've seen so far this year, he gets open really well, doesn't he? Yeah, and it just takes the pressure off everyone else as well, you know. Because at times last year it was like, right, okay, you've got Hill. After, especially after Conley went down, it was like, yeah, you've got Hill, and if you can keep Hill quiet, then yeah, you've you've got a reasonable chance of not uh, like limiting the damage at least. Whereas now it's like, if you keep Hill quiet, you've still got a guy like Watkins on the other side, and. It, it's just a nightmare to try. I think for most teams to try and face because they just don't have the talent on. You know, it's no. Not many teams have two shutdown corners. Yeah. It just doesn't happen. So you kind of just have to pick your poison a little bit. Well, the before the the last time when we met the Broncos uh, at Mile High, we were discussing their defense and and mainly their pass rush with Von Miller and, and Bradley Chubb in there. Do you do you see them getting to Mahomes in this game, or is it it just pretty much same old, same old, same old with them? I think they'll probably have more success on Sunday um, with the offensive line being depleted a little bit, and we don't yet know who's going to play at centre. The Broncos will have some success. What they have done as well, they've moved Bradley Chubb inside hmm. um, to a traditional DN spot as opposed to outside linebacker, and he seems to like have more success since since that move. So. I do expect Von Miller to get his feel. Uh, Mitchell Schwartz has been lights out so far this season. 
Um, if he manages to shut down Von Miller for another game, then we might as well give this guy an all-pro status already. Um, because <laughs> yeah, he's been playing that well. He's legitimately a rock on that right side of the line. Like, just look at the stats this year. I know, like, Mahomes helps a little bit because he is mobile and can get away from the rush and can throw on the run. But still, like, the, the, everyone had a lot of question marks hang, hanging over this offensive line. And even when you look at the guys we currently got out, and it still seems like they're doing a really good job. Um, but yes, Swartz is the anchor for me and just sort of holds it all together. And especially like when you can eliminate a team's best pass rusher from the game, it's such a huge... Because no one's been able to do that against D Ford this year. Yeah. And yeah. so you're talking about a guy like Von Miller, who's probably, I would say, the best pass rusher in the NFL and has been for probably the last three four years um you know to have a guy that can nullify him is is huge huge we we, i don't think we give the uh chiefs offensive line enough credit because we always say don't they that if we're not talking about the offensive line it's it's clearly doing its job isn't it and i know we've lost a couple of players recently with uh with injury but i don't see I i don't see any real big holes in this in this offensive line at all from what I've seen already anyway I think the big thing will be who plays centre on mm. on Sunday because we're, we're now down to our third string centre um, which isn't ideal and we've seen Cam Irving take some snaps at centre and that wasn't exactly encouraging yeah, um, I Jeff, don't think it's something they want to <laughs> go back to no um, Jeff uh, Jeff Allen had played some snaps in his previous stint in Kansas City as well so um it will be it will be interesting to see how much pressure the the Broncos decide to bring up the middle of the offensive line. But it's not the it's not the um, Broncos defensive old. They haven't got Malik Jackson in there anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, they've still got Derek Wolf, who will cause us issues. But Malik Jackson used to cause us all types of hell in in the as the anchor of that defense. But he's gone now, so I don't think it will be as much of an issue this week. But if we're talking about, for example, the Rams game in a few weeks' time, when and we still got the same O line, and you're talking about Ndamukong Sue and Aaron Donald, then yeah, it will be an issue. But I think for now, the Chiefs have enough on offense that they can patchwork it for now and and get by because they are just simply too strong in other areas of the offense. Yeah, I mean, looking on the other side of the ball, I mean, the defense is it it, it really brought it against the uh, the Bengals. But was that a bit of a false dawn? Do you think was that something that? We shouldn't really pin our hopes on because I mean the defense played really well that game. They've, they've played well in all three home games. To be fair, um, they they had a really good first half against the Forty ers Obviously, the second half they went into the prevent and that just invited hmm. more yardage. And but we were playing to kill the game in terms of time that time. But against the Jaguars, they played very well. And on Sunday they played well. So maybe this is going to be one of these defenses that just can perform in the right atmosphere and at home. But We'll have to wait and see. We do face, I think, a bigger challenge this week than in the Broncos because they've already played us once. Philip Lindsay looks like a very good running back and then obviously got weapons in Sanders and Sutton. So I, it will come a, down to, I think, pass rush and how much they can get home mm-hmm. on Case Keenum. But what we've seen so far, we it, we should be encouraged that they should be able to do a job on the Broncos. Yeah, I, I can see this, this, this the home crowd rattling Keenum on on Sunday, he's not yeah. been playing well as it is. Um, so to come into a place like this in a divisional game, 
when the Chiefs are rolling after a big win on Sunday night football, like, it's just, you can't look past the Chiefs. It's really hard. And it's weird to say, like, it's like you just have that expectation, especially in divisional games. Like, look at Andy Reid's record since he came to KC. And this is with less talented teams than we've currently got now. You know, it's just phenomenal how many games we've won in division. And I say, like, just with the way the Chiefs are playing, how sort of lost the Broncos look, they don't seem to have an offensive identity. Um, and while they have talent on defense, they just don't seem to be quite putting it all together. I don't really put much stock in the Cardinals game. That that they are a joke oh, woeful, of yeah, a team, an absolute joke of a team. They're not the, you know, they're tanking to try and get, uh, you know, Bosa brother uh, number two next year. So I'm yeah, I say I'm not I'm not like I'm not paying attention to to that game too much because yeah they're just woeful so yeah I think the Chiefs will will roll again because I say the way they're playing is that no team's going to want to face them in the minute yeah well Vegas has them at 10 point favorites wow. which is mad we're 10 Insane. point favorites against <laughs> the Broncos yeah. which is crazy but I dread to think what the line's going to be when we do welcome the Cardinals to Arrowhead in in two and a half weeks time I generally think especially if Peterson's gone as well exactly like if yeah. Peterson's gone by that point so that's you three by weeks. Seventeen, at least. 17, Four by weeks. <laughs> like we've got two games against the Raiders and the Cardinals left on the schedule. My, and the actual bye week. That's, that's just like that doesn't. That's, that could be painful viewing for fans of those teams. Uh, that's all I'm saying. With the way the Chiefs' offense is going at the minute, yeah. uh, it's, it's such a strange be, situation to be in because if we win on Sunday, you can pretty like you can. I'd put my life on it that we're going to be a minimum of 10 wins and a minimum of 10 wins will definitely get you in a playoff so pretty much by winning this Sunday we we secure a playoff spot yeah on on October the 28th yeah that's that's unheard of it, 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 it's crazy the Broncos aren't going to put up a fight the Chiefs are going to steamroll them in my opinion and we get some predictions in a bit um, I, I'm I'm excited I'm not nervous about a game I'm just yeah. looking forward to seeing the Chiefs play the Broncos and beat them for what is it the ninth time in a row? Is it or eighth? I'm, yeah, eighth, well, I'm less, time, yeah. I'm less nervous this time because it's actually on home soil. Oh yeah, uh, for sure. I was very nervous before we went into into Mile High because uh, you just didn't know what the atmosphere was going to be mm-hmm. like, and it was loud. Well, they say yeah. it was loud. It was like 106 decibels or something. Um, but I mean, you just know our head's going to be rocking now, especially with everything you know. That these two these two teams have been through over the years. Yeah, well, um, two years ago, we um, we played a really tough game in Mile High. That was obviously the Doink game, yeah. and that was one of the games of the year that year. Probably one of the best games I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. But then we played them a couple of months later at Arrowhead on Christmas Day, yeah. and we absolutely steamrolled, destroyed them. And yeah. I think this game is going to go in the exact same way. Yeah, yeah, that that was like the straw that broke the camel's back for the Broncos that year. Like they capitulated after that game against the Chiefs, and um, we sort we sort of went on a roll after that. Um, and yeah, as I say, it. I like. I'm not saying we're gonna like grind them into the dirt or anything like that, but. I do feel this will be more comfortable than the the road game in Denver. I think we'll be in more control. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. We're not gonna. I don't think we're gonna need a, a 
fourth quarter drive to win it this time yeah. round. You uh, you mentioned earlier that Case Keenum was going to feel the pressure at our head. Um, he's probably going to feel a little bit less pressure now because his backup QB isn't going to be around, <laughs> is he? Chad yeah, Kelly. Chad Kelly. <laughs> yeah. What a story that was. I mean, you know, an idiot doesn't suddenly stop being an idiot um, as Chad Kelly has proven time and time again if you just... You know, kicked off his high school team, kicked off his college team, kicked mm. off the, his NFL team. Like that tells you all you need to know about the dude. And um, I say it's hilarious considering that the Broncos fans were shouting for Chad Kelly a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Now he's not even on the team. So yeah, that, like I I look at that like Broncos offense. It's just a mess. Like I say, there's no <laughs> offensive identity, no offensive identity. Like they don't know what to do. There's no consistency. Like they're paying a guy, what is it, thirty odd million over two years, mm-hmm. and he's performing very poorly. Um, you know, even if he was just serviceable, you'd kind of probably think the Broncos would get away with that. But he's been bad, and <laughs> the Broncos can't get away with that because the defense, while it's good, is not the defense of a few years back when they carried Manning to a Super Bowl so yeah it's, they need to get better play out of him and soon if they want to do anything with their season so all the, all the Chiefs really need to do is just stop the run stop Lindsay and then pretty much you stop the score, <laughs> you? I think the Broncos coaches will do that themselves to be perfectly honest based on the first <laughs> game when they were up in the game and still didn't run the ball but yeah. I say I, I think I talked about it a little bit after the, the Bengals game it's like if the Chiefs get up early it you kind of like you force the Broncos hand and that that's the thing about the Chiefs like we talked how they scored on the opening drive in every game not necessarily a touchdown but but I think five out of seven has been a touchdown and it's just like that creates problems for teams because if you get up early teams have to unabandon the run game because otherwise you're just going to eat the clock up and not have a chance to get back in the game mm-hmm. yeah and uh, didn't I hear something recently where they were on about shopping Thomas? Was it Demarius Thomas? Well, yeah, because if you look at their draft class in this year, it's been terrible. Um, they've cut a number of the players. They've only got a couple starting. Um, they need to start looking maybe at going for quantity over quality <laughs> when it comes to draft and trying to get lucky. So Is that not, is that they, not an early sign of tanking, though? Um... It's yes and no. Like it depends on the situation. I think, like, if you've got a guy like Thomas, where you kind of think there's probably a wide receiver needy team that might overpay, then you kind of listen. But I don't think they're they're not in the Giants or the Raiders situation where they're actively shopping guys and trying to move guys on I literally just think you know if for outside of you know probably they've probably got a list of I would say four or five guys that you know they're not going anywhere Um, and then other than that I think it's one of those where if the price is right then yeah we'll listen I think and Mm. I think that's what most you know most teams would do in that situation like when you when you get to that point where you realise, yeah, this year we're probably not going to make the playoffs. Yeah. So you kind of are have got an eye on next year already. Yeah. To me, John Elway comes across as too proud and too much of on the hot seat to tank. 
Um, I think if the Broncos started to tank and all of a sudden they're looking at three and thirteen, four and twelve, um, top six, seven pick, I I don't I can't imagine the the um, Broncos owner, whoever that might be, trusting John Elway to yeah. go out and draft the right guys because we said it before on this podcast. He is living off the acquisitions of Peyton Manning and Demarcus Ware yeah. because yeah. outside of them. He really hasn't drafted very well um, at all. Actually, in fact, you, uh, Von Miller wasn't his guy. Um, it, it, he's just done nothing. Bowles has been atrocious. Exactly, and I just think picking up Case Keenum was a pretty bad signing if we're going off what we said before. So I think he's on that much of a hot seat that he can't afford for this team to be tanking. He mm. needs this team to be getting up to a 500 nine and seven type record otherwise I think he will be losing his job come January yeah yeah you're right there um the other trade news or no trade news what it was uh we've been talking a lot about Patrick Peterson and how he would be a great mm-hmm. uh, addition to this team and uh, apparently he's taken himself off the market with a um a very <laughs> no he hasn't a very unusual um message on his Twitter but Dave seems to think there's a little bit more to this <laughs> I, like, don't get me wrong I don't think this there's like a, a wild conspiracy going on here or anything like that but we've seen this before a player puts out a statement and you know I love this town I love this team I love the fans and all that kind of stuff and Detroit I love this city but it's like, the same thing yeah uh, but like you know and then a guy still gets traded like it, you know. Or for me, all this has done is maybe add, yeah, turn that first and a fourth into a first and a, set, a second, maybe, mm-hmm. or something like that. It's just, I say, like the Cardinals are not in a position to like ignore offers like that if they come through. I don't think because they're not going to be in a position to compete over the next two and a half years. It's just not going to happen. You can't turn around a roster that quickly in the NFL. It's impossible. Just ask the Browns. Um, So, you know, it's just like they'd be stupid not to listen for offers. And, you know, while I understand, like, he has been the, you know, the face of that franchise for, you know, alongside Larry Fitz, obviously. But it's just like, yeah, as I say, I just think if the right offer comes along, they'll, they'll let him go. Because they say it makes more sense for them, uh, you know, and and you hate it. I was like, as a Chiefs fan, I hated it when the Chiefs traded Tony Gonzalez. That was horrible. Seeing us have to trade our, one of our legends to another team, but you understood it. It was like you understood why the team was doing it because we were not in a position to compete, and we got a pick back for him, and we allowed him to go to a team to compete as kind of like almost like a thank you like for mm-hmm. playing your ass off for us for however many years yeah go and get a ring and if, yeah. <laughs> if the, the Cardinals have got I know he never quite managed it but if the Cardinals have got any sense they'll do the same with Peterson and just be like and they would have done the same with Fitzgerald um, mm-hmm. where it's literally like you know what we'll take the best offer that we can possibly get you know and make this team better down the line because mm-hmm. I guarantee by the time that that team's good, Patrick Peterson won't be good anymore. So, I, I, from what you've been saying there, I'm expecting Derek Carr and uh, Patrick no. Peterson to be traded. 
We don't think Derek Carr. Carr I, into, I'm expecting it. We went into Derek Carr quite a bit on Tuesday night, um, but no, he's not getting traded. I, I agree with Dave. I think Patrick Peterson will be traded. I personally can't wait until Tuesday and it's all over and done with because I feel like I'll get my life back. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get Twitter back as well. <laughs> exactly. I, I find myself waking up in the morning and the first thing I do is go on to search on Twitter and type Patrick Peterson. <laughs> then I'll go for like a mid-morning poo and then you, I'll go and to check Patrick Peterson. And I just I just kind of want my life back a little bit. Are, so you, are you doing constantly... London Collins now as well? Like I am. <laughs> yeah. um, it's like this year's been like the, the NFL's almost turning into the NBA. Like, not that crazy, but the NBA trade season is, and free agency is renowned for being crazy, and the NBA NFL feels like it's getting mm. that sort of way. Um, like the excitement around the trade deadline this year is similar to our very own transfer transfer deadline day over here yeah. in England. Um, mm. I'm just waiting for Jim White to come out on Tuesday <laughs> in a yellow tie and um, just go for all the moves. But I, I just want it over and done with. Now. I think I the thing is as well with how rookie contracts are done now. Um, you have a th- a thing that historically never used to happen where rookies are on cheaper deals than they would have been historically. Hmm. So you can get more as a team, like if you know you're not gonna keep a keep a guy, you're gonna get more back for him because he's cheap. And these hmm. teams that are looking for those guys that will put them over the edge and can get these guys cheaper. It's like do you think the Cowboys give up like as much as I hate the trade? Do you think the Cowboys give up a first round pick if Amari Cooper's not still on his rookie deal? Mm. No, yeah. they don't. And and that's the thing. I, I, it just makes it that little bit easier to to sort of negotiate these trades now because I say like it makes more sense to the trading team because they're not also having to pick up like you know fifteen twenty million dollars in salary like they would do if the guy was on the historic rookie contracts of a f- several years ago where guys were getting paid 60 million before they'd even play it play just snap in the NFL. Mm. Yeah. Right, okay. Well, uh before we go on to the Brad versus Dave um whitewash again. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um the other news was uh, apparently Kareem Hunt has been uh, overlooked for the AFC Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, he was beaten to the accolade by uh, Broncos wide receiver uh, Manuel Sanders, who had actually less stats than Kareem Hunt. This is just an example of how the NFL is not trying to show bias towards the Chiefs. Yeah. Um, it's all it is. Like Sanders had a nice game, obviously throwing a touchdown does help yeah it's, it's a fun stat it's a rarity isn't it so but um any broncos quarterback throwing a touchdown is a rarity to be honest and i apologize if you can hear my son crying in the background is that who podcast, it is? yeah i apologize <laughs> <laughs> but no, he heard him the... talking about the broncos and got upset exactly i'm sure he was well. swearing there he was... i thought him well but i just i just think because patrick mahomes have won so many awards already this season and everyone's talking about the chiefs offense um maybe they're worried that they could bore other fans by constantly oh, they, going they never worried about offense. that when it was Tom Brady or Aaron exactly. Rodgers did he you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly <laughs> but it's yeah. you know small market Peyton Manning a few years back like yeah but I, I just think I, if, I don't if, get it. if you earn it then you've got to you've got to get the rewards haven't you and, yeah, well, and Kareem Hunt was just awesome 
Well, he week. can play with a chip on his shoulder on Sunday, and then now he goes out and gets four touchdowns and 270 yeah. yards as opposed to 170. Um, to be honest, I, I don't really care. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm with Tom. <laughs> I don't care. But, yeah, it would be nice to see more recognition for the Chiefs offense because I don't think it's had enough so far this season. I, I just think it's a bit of a travesty <laughs> that he's not been recognised, even though he's put better numbers up. And it just, and I, we and all know they, why they've done it. Nobody cares. Like, nobody cares, Brad. It sounds like you only, you're still... You only care if you have a ring on your finger at the end of the season. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That people that's care. a very good point. It sounds like your butt hurt still from Camera winning Rookie of the Year and not Kareem Hunt. <laughs> I am a well, bit. Yeah. Well, I was going to say yeah, that was almost like admission by like silence. Then, but <laughs> don't set me off. Hello, don't set me off. Again. Yeah, I was going to say, should we just move on? Because he's Let's getting upset. Move. He's getting upset. We don't want the diva to get upset. No. He's about to get more upset because it's the first edition of Brad versus Dave. Oh, do we this have year? to do this? <laughs> yeah. So what's so what's the what's the wager this time? No, no wager. Yeah, there's got to be a wager. There's got to be something on it. Otherwise, it's no fun. So, Dave, are hmm. you are you likely to come down for flag football in the Super Bowl party? Not this year. No, I can't make it. Year. I win. Yes. Okay. Um, I feel like I want to do something big this year for your, your two prizes because I know last time Brad had to buy you dinner in Kansas City I want to stay okay. away from the dinner thing I, oh, feel okay. like, I feel like we should go on to like tattoos no not tattoos <laughs> I don't have a single tattoo I'm never getting it not, not doing it on a, yeah, my first win, one on a bet Dave, Dave you're not going to get one mate no. <laughs> what about what about oh I'm just Normally, thinking, if you say what about you, I need to have an idea after, so we don't. Just I do have a, co- I have a couple himself. of ideas. I was thinking, what about a a Chiefs jersey of the the winner's choice? Ooh, ooh, Brad, that's a bit more than a meal. <laughs> it, can right, be, um, it, it can be a cheap custom one. Like, yeah, it yeah, can yeah. be a fake. It doesn't have to be a real legit one. It doesn't have to be hundred pounds. A China fake. It can be a China fake. <laughs> but I will get you a real one, Brad, because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> All right, let's do that then. Let's do that. Okay. I actually put, have a better idea to, but to do with jerseys. Yeah. Um, I, I think that you should possibly both pay half for the jersey. Okay. But the winner gets to choose what's on the back of the other one's jersey. And then they have to wear it in public one time. <laughs> oh, I actually like that idea a lot. That's a, that's not bad. That yeah, let's do. Yeah, it let's do that. Let's I like that idea right, a lot. That, that, that's the wager. Okay, <laughs> so whoever's winning come the Super Bowl, um, they get to choose the other person's jersey, but you both have to go halves on it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the winner gets it eventually, right? Yeah. 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 It's like they can frame it. Yeah. <laughs> to do their own man cave. Yeah. Shanking yeah. in Brad's. <laughs> Ah, I don't just know like what Dave will put on is it'll just put winner one or something like that on the back of it, won't he? No, no, because nah. you're gonna be wearing it. No, <laughs> I was gonna say point, I've yeah. got a much better idea, don't you worry. No. Dave's the king on the back of it. So. Oh, don't you worry, I've got plenty of ideas. <laughs> there we go. So there's the wager. Anyways, on the first edition of Brad versus Dave, this is gonna be a trade special because of that coming. trade deadline around the corner. Yeah. Oh, so you'll be pleased to know it all involves Trades involving the Kansas City Chiefs in the last nine years. Oh okay. gosh! I am going to give you either. <laughs> I am going to give you either what we gave up or what we got. You right. have to. You have to tell me what was exchanged. Right. Okay. We're excluding the Alex Smith one from this, right? Because it's so, so much in the recent memory. Or have you put that in there? That was in put- there. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was more so for Brad. So yeah, no, no, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah, I don't even remember fine. what that was. So, you don't actually. Are you being serious? You don't remember. Oh, okay, so I we're going to go free a piece. Yeah, okay. okay. Okay, right. This one is for you. Brad. Oh, I was going to say, this one's for you. <laughs> Straight in for me, yeah. <laughs> and that doesn't say Brad. who. <laughs> right. In September 2016, the Chiefs received a seventh round pick from the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Who or what did they give back? Get Yeah, give back. Since September 2016. I know. Oh, man. I think I know. You're going to have five seconds. Five, four. I have no three, idea. Two. Do I get the point one. if I guess it right? No, but you oh. can guess. <laughs> no. It's Marcus Cooper, right? It is Marcus Cooper. Yeah. Good, good shout. Right. Davy, 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 boy. Right. Yeah. In August 2013, the oh, Chiefs right. gave the San Francisco 49ers Jonathan Baldwin. What or who did we send back? Uh. You mean who did we get in return? Yes, sorry. Yeah, we got uh, wide receiver AJ Jenkins. Yes, we did. <laughs> One nil today. Oh come on! <laughs> How can I compete with this? No, no looking up. No looking up. Right. I'm not looking up. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to. It's Brad. Brad. <laughs> Brad. If you don't get this one, I will kill you. Okay. Yeah. In February 2009, this, oh. the Chiefs gave the New England Patriots. A 2009 second round pick and safety Patrick Chung. Who or what did they get in return? <laughs> Say that oh, again. Say that again. Right. So oh, the Chiefs God. get. But by the way, if you get this wrong, all of our credibility is out the window. Are you being serious? Wrong, I don't know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just think who's the. Like, I'm even going to help you here. Like, who is the one player that. Just. Like, think in the last 10 years. Who at quarterback we've had who you hate? Right, okay. Right, and then came from the Patriots. Oh, Brad. Oh, gosh. Please tell me this is a brain fart. <laughs> this is a brain fart. <laughs> Okie dokie. Well, one of the players was the, is the Titans now head coach, Mike Vrabel, who actually played very well for the Chiefs and done a yeah. lot of, um, caught a few touchdowns. Right. The, the quarterback <laughs> that we're talking about wore number seven. Oh, Castle. Matt Castle. Yes. Jesus. God, yeah. Jesus Christ, Brad. <laughs> Brad. Jesus. To be honest, I've forgotten about Vrabel, but yeah. Right, Matt so 1-0 one nil, one nil to uh, one nil to Dave, and this is a car crash already. <laughs> You're not getting now, half a point. No. <laughs> no. Now I you remember had to spell what... it out for you, and you still couldn't get it. Now I remember why we left this out of the show for the yeah. whole of last season. <laughs> just a massacre <laughs> yeah. um, it's like Dave. watching a big kid beat up the little kid it's just <laughs> like oh, I feel bad for him uh, yeah there's some Dave. people listening going just keep going <laughs> just keep going Dave in 2015 March 2015 the hmm. Kansas City Chiefs sent a fifth round pick to the New Orleans Saints who or what did we get in return uh, I, we got guard Ben Grubb right yes we did 2-0 <laughs> <Two nil. laughs> So that means Dave has already won this week. What? <laughs> what year was that? 2015. Ben Grubbs. We were really excited, then he didn't play very well, then got injured, and yeah. then that was it. Disappeared. Uh, yeah, literally just disappeared. Right. Wow. And last one for you. Like, out of the league, disappeared. 
Bradley. <laughs> Last one for you. Okay, yeah. you ready? In July 2017, the Kansas City Chiefs sent the Seattle Seahawks DJ Alexander. Who did we get in return? I even left out the what. I told you it was a who then. DJ Alexander, and we got... Oh, who did we get again? This is brain fart. <laughs> this is proper brain fart. <laughs> um, Five, four, Spencer three, Ware. two, Spencer one. No, 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 that wasn't... Oh, we got him earlier than that. Kevin Pierre-Lewis. That was it. Yeah. Which means, Brad, you got zero for free, including one that had Matt Castle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the last God. one. Come on, then. Right. I got a half a point for Matt Castle. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Pity you up. Okay. In September 2016, yeah. the Chiefs sent a seventh-round pick. No, tell a lie. The San Francisco gave the Chiefs a seventh-round pick. Who did we send in return? San Francisco in in when sorry, 2016 September. Um, Ooh. we sent a seventh round pick. No, no San Francisco we, we sent us a seventh round pick. Yeah, and who did we get in return? Oh no, who did they get in return? Yeah. See, I hadn't realised this is how his Kansas City Chiefs career ended. I'm not going to lie. Um. any time today <laughs> this is why I don't like doing this because <laughs> uh, it can be enough to car crash <laughs> we need to pre-record this in the future <laughs> in, and when? February 2017 September 2016 September 2016 Jesus. Five, now I'm going to have to pass on this one I don't remember it was Rod Streeter Oh, was that? Yeah. Was that? Well, Did we really I, trade him? Wow. Yeah, I hadn't realised. I thought he was released. Not I didn't realise he went to San Francisco. No, nor did I. Wow. <laughs> Either. Um, Brad, just one more bonus one for you. Really? You're you going to do this right. to me? Yeah, okay, right. In February 2018, the Chiefs received a second and a fourth round pick from the LH, uh, LA Rams. Who and what did we send back? We sent back Alex Smith and we got uh, Kendall Fuller. <laughs> right, I'm not going to say anything. Please tell me you're joking. No, 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 we're not going to say anything. We're going to leave it as that, and then when you listen back to this show, you're going to realise what an idiot you sound. <laughs> what, did I say? what did I say? No, it's all right. Just this happened. Carry on. Carry right. on. Oh, say it again. No, nope, it's too no, late. No. Just finish <laughs> the show, Brad. Finish it, Dave. Let's hear your prediction for Sunday. Um, Chiefs what? beat what the Broncos. <laughs> what did I say? Thirty-four. Two seventeen. <laughs> That's good. Well, I'm taking over as host for the rest of the show. Uh, Brad, what about yourself? I'm still wondering what I've just said. <laughs> what <did> I just <laughs> say? No, you're not. You just have to listen back because it's that bad. I'm not. Is it that bad? It's that bad. Go. I, I'm starting to believe that this this YouTube thing, you know, it's all real. You are a fake. <laughs> I want to know what I said. Anyway, I'll listen to it back. Yeah, I'll, I'll, you yeah. need to because yeah. you and then should I'll hang your head in shame forever. <laughs> uh, so, Brad, let's have your prediction for Sunday night. Uh, 
<laughs> Mind you, I was quite close with this. I'm quite good with the predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got to go... 30-21. Ooh, close. Mm. I'm, I myself am going for a big win. I think the Chiefs get 38. And I'm going to say that the Denver Broncos... Get to the end zone once. Uh, 16. 38-16. 38-16. I think it's close until half time, and then the Chiefs steamroll them in the second half. Mm. And then Case Keenum just can't get anything. But that's all we've got time for on this week's edition of the Arrowheads Abroad podcast. Um, I hope you enjoyed the show. I have taken over because Brad is currently racking his brains to see it's what he did Arrowheads Abroad car please crash. Please don't. Please don't unsubscribe because of what just happened. <laughs> Please don't. We, we hope that me and uh, myself and Dave are knowledgeable enough to keep you here, but Brad's just here for entertainment and to laugh at. What did I uh, say? So from one kingdom to another, we'll speak to you again soon. <laughs>